It's what you say when you've got too many oranges in your mouth and you, you try to describe what you're eating. What's in your mouth, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> the letter P. He is the pulchritudinous Paul Gannon. And he is the pod-crushing Damien St. John. And this is the Fobar podcast, The Fictionary. Okay, so we're on P. It's going yeah. to be a lot of uh, a lot of pleasantries happening on the. Can we just get fictionary. this out of the way right now? Actually, yeah. can I have a P, please, Bob? Ding, ha ha ha. Move on. That's kind of this. Am is, I just ruined the gag for you? you later? <laughs> there is a blockbusters type joke on the way. I just thought I'd personally get out of the way. Some people will be expecting one and All hoping right. to luxuriate in one. So, All right. blockbusters joke coming up. Uh, I called you pulchritudinous. I'm surprised you did. It's a very hard word to say. Do you think it's an insult or a compliment? How do you spell the first like few letters of it? P U L. P U L. Pulchritudinous. So I would say it's probably a dysphemism of some sorts. Then pulchritudinous physical comeliness. I'll take it from the noun pulchritude, which comes from the Latin pulcher. Yeah. And pulchritudinous was used in England around the 1400s. So basically, what is that describing in me? Beautiful. Oh, it's an unbeautiful word. So you see it written it down. Is, isn't it, it? looks yeah. like a disease. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. But pulchritudinous, physical comeliness, beautiful. Good. Well, do you know what the word I got for you was pod crushing. Pod crushing. Yeah, it's from that Urban Dictionary, yo. Oh, your yeah. pod crusher. I thought I'd go there for a change. Okay. Uh, a pod crusher. It's an adjective, and it's when you have a crush on someone who presents a podcast. Oh, maybe I have interesting. A, maybe I have a crush, Damien. What do you think people think uh, you and I look like? I think, I hope they think I look much better than my voice. Because let me just describe it to you. Imagine someone took a hobbit and the Milky Bar Kid and cloned <laughs> some degenerative half-breed. It's funny, because when I listen to this podcast, and hello for listening, by the hello. way. Hello. I imagine you with a massive head, like one of those bobbleheads. I don't know what it is. I think this show would work really well as two bobbleheads talking in a library. Well, it's going to be very easy to animate yeah. if you ever wanted to do a little video to accompany the episode. Who is your favourite pod crush? You know what? It's kind of weird, because I don't really, because nearly every podcast I listen to is heavily male Based. It's not weird. It is. It's different. It is different, but I can't. Well, the closest I would get to a pod crush then is probably uh, the murderer from the first series of Serial. Mm, classic. Yeah, I like big, it. I was a big yeah. fan of him. Stroke her. Didn't listen to it. And this is the <laughs> sorry. This is the Fobar podcast. Do you know what Fobar stands for? Fobar. Does it mean effed over because? Mm. Armies. Well, no, because it's PH, isn't it? Oh, it's a PH. Donkey. No, uh, Fobar, P H O B A R, photoshopped beyond all recognition. Oh, that's a good one. Can be used for Beyonce. No, what? Yeah. What are you suggesting with that scurrilous selection of words? Uh, Fobar originated from around 2010. Do not confuse it with the chain of Vietnamese restaurants with the same name. Uh, Photoshop, interestingly, complete fluke, right? Yeah. The stars have aligned. Fobar. Relates to Photoshop. 26 years ago this week, Photoshop was first launched. Ooh, what are the chances I'm freaking chances? out? I've got the goose pimples. Uh, and just an aside on P words, actually, most English words beginning with the letter P are of foreign origin. Oh, that's uh, Normally French, Latin, Greek or Slavic. Sometimes uh, not, but most commonly, yes. So if you are using a P word, yeah. it don't come from England. Eight times out of ten, maybe. So, hey, welcome to The Fictionary. Thank you for listening. This is a weekly word-based podcast where we ramble through the dictionary one letter at a time. This week, we are on the letter P. 
You can find us on Facebook. We've got the Twitter at Thick Podcast. You can rate us and review us uh, only positively, please. That'll be um, nice. iTunes and the Audio Boom, where they've stuck us in the comedy section. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are joke funsters from the planet Laugh. Time for this week's word workout. It's an anagram of a word. It's not a long one. This week, Paul Gannon, because you've been That's rubbish good. for the last ten episodes. Look, can I just say, I, I may be rubbish, but what I would say <laughs> is your, sometimes your anagrams are obscure to the point of oblique. This one, hopefully, will reverse the trend. All right, go for the it. The worrying trend of right. you slipping and falling and smacking your face. You need to give me a win. Eight letters. Yeah. It's a nautical term. Yeah. The anagram is Pope Doc. Pope Doc? Pope Doc. That sounds like a sex act, frankly. So you got to the end of the podcast to work out what Pope Doc is. It's a nautical term. We'll find out how you get on at the end. Here we go. Okay, time for this week's big four words on the letter P. First one for you, Paul Gannon, is pilm. P-I-L-M. Oh, what a lovely little word, that. Pilm rhymes with film. Yeah. Scottish for dust. Oh, okay. So, like, this place is full of pilm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of the unique list of words that nobody talks about. The unrhymable, rhymable words. There is a list that exists in the English language where they go, yeah, there's no r- a word that rhymes with orange. Porridge. Film. Things like that. Purple. There is a word that rhymes with purple. Do you know what it is? Is it nurple? No, it's kerple. Oh, so close. Which is the hindquarters <laughs> of a horse or a donkey. Or herple, to walk with a limp. Yeah. Come on, give me another one. What, rhymes with purple? N- uh, another word that doesn't have a rhyme. Oh. But um, does. They, well, everyone says it doesn't, but it actually I'll tell you it does. Orange is the famous one. There is a word there that rhymes word. with orange. Yeah, lozenge. No. It's not, <laughs> it's not a true, it's not a perfect rhyme. Oh, if we're going to be pernickety about it at this point. It's called language, Buster. Yeah, all right. Uh, orange rhymes with blorange. Blorange, which I believe is a small blanket-shaped kind of receptacle <laughs> for foodstuffs. It's what you say when you've got too many oranges in your mouth and you, you try to describe what you're eating. What's in your mouth, Paul? Blorange. <laughs> blorange, in fact, is a hill in Wales. Oh. Beige. The word that rhymes with that, greige. Unfinished textiles. Chaos rhymes with naos, the inner chamber of a temple. There's plenty out there if you're interested. Uh, I'll give you one more. I'll give you a million points. I'll give you all the Monopoly money in the world if you can get the word that rhymes with circle. Circle, obviously, is the word chirple. (laughs) You know, chirple. Incorrect. Uh, The word that rhymes with circle is a word that means to pull in all of one's limbs. Hashtag cannonball. It is called a hercle. A hercle. There you go. Go and check it out. Start with Pilm, Scottish for dust, and then uh, enjoy yourself. Check them all out on the internet. Pilm. Right, my turn now. The word I have got for you is panaceist. It's a noun. Its meaning is someone who believes in panacea, and panacea in itself is a solution or remedy for all difficulties, sorry, or diseases. Basically, it's a catch-all situation. Uh, It's named after the Greek goddess of universal remedy. Her name is Panakia. Origin, mid-16th century. Now, you're thinking, Paul, what example, up-to-date modern example, can you tell me about panacea that maybe I don't know? What catch-all remedy Mm, would suit my busy, hectic, day-to-day, 24-hour-day lifestyle? The answer there... Barocca. ...is close... (laughs) But nothing comes closer than tar water. I was thinking that third. Yeah, it's close to the top of every right-minded human being. Tar water. Tar water. It's a medieval medicine consisting of pine tar and, what do you think? 
water. There you go. I'm <laughs> good was, at this. Yeah, I'm it's foul tasting apparently, uh. and very and dropped quickly in popularity. It was revived in the Victorian era because most things were. Can I just say that's the key. Uh, in case you're not, in case you're not sure what should go into a drink, and you're trying to make it popular, yeah. it needs to taste nice. Like it's okay on the outside if it says it's got wonderful medicinal properties. Yeah, but if it tastes like banana medicine, you ain't shifting it. It's got to be sweet. It's got to be tangy. It's got to be fruity. I don't care how wrecked you get on Jägermeister. Yeah. It still tastes like cough medicine. It does. In like Gronje or whatever it's called, isn't it? That isn't that Gronje. Oh, that no. one. Remember him? Skull. Yeah. Whatever happened to Hoffmeister? Uh, I believe he's got his own Channel Five series now. Yeah, Mikey Hoffmeister. <laughs> Mickey Hoffmeister. He thought if he goes by his first name, people will think he's much more human than just a bear and that dances on a bar. It's a shame, really, that that never. <laughs> That you never really broke through. You need to have more than one trick in this world. In marketing, you've got to have many. Anyway. Anyway, getting back to tar water, yeah. it was used as a tonic and as a substitute to get rid of strong spirits. Oh. Um, philosopher George Barclay suggested that tar from pine or fir be stirred for three or four minutes with an equal quantity of water and the mixture allowed to stand for 48 hours. Mix it with fir. That's go just sh- my, no, that's my horrible regional accent oh. bringing up. F-I-R, not F-U-R. Oh, I was like, yeah, I, oh, dude, I'm not shaving the cat again like fair, just to fair feel better tree yeah fur, fur. fair tree yeah. fair, anyway fur, okay. shut up right the idea of like you buy this and yeah. whatever problem you've got it's fixed my favorite one that i came across is a thing called the harmony chip it's a small little patch that you can put on anything in the world and apparently it uses quantum mechanics and mind auras to help cure it you sounds like of- it should be something in doctor who <clears throat> it's just, no, don't do still again. Chip. I want the harmony chip. No, that would be the eye of harmony that runs the TARDIS. Well, get it right. Of harmony and the chip. Get it right. If you're going to bring <laughs> Doctor Who to the table, get your facts Not right. Ta-la-la-la. Supposedly, this little patch processes more than 13 million different frequencies simultaneously. Coming in two different forms, it harnesses the harmony evolution in its flexible protection folds that can help flow along the contours and movements of the human body. It cures everything from cuts, aches, pains makes you think more clearly cures osteoporosis high blood pressure what is this now even make you run better I'm going to put it in Amazon what is it it's called the Harmony Chip or the website's called Harmony United Uh, there's actually a page here that says testimonials they don't have it on Amazon which means I'm afraid I can't buy it because that's where I buy all my stuff is it you need to go to the harmonyunited.limited.ripoff.com website I'm on it here's a list of all the things that it says it cures just tell me stop when you want to hear the testimonial alright so arthritis asthma back pain yeah stop I get massive back pain alright let's see what it says about back pain so um, okay so someone's written in to this website is it okay to put the harmony chip directly on the sore spot on my back which is located between the shoulder blades or is it better to put it on the ming meng point on the base of my spine I always shove my harmony chip up my (laughs) ming meng And then they've replied, all I can say for definite, Robert, is trust your intuition and see what happens. One thing is concerned, you will never do any harm with a Harmony Evolution patch. Yeah, because it does nothing. So, of course, it's going to do nothing. My lawyers have advised you to do what you want. Dear Harmony Chip, my child's dying horribly and slowly. Can the Harmony Chip work? It can't help but not yeah. to try. Dear Harmony Chip, I've got three up my Ming Meng. What, the- <laughs> what next? Put a fourth one up. <laughs> I thoroughly recommend it anyway. Pana Seest. My word for you today on the dictionary, paboosh. Yo, might, go on. You might think it's a magician's term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the end of the trick. <laughs> paboosh. Pish, pash, posh. Uh, in fact, paboosh is a soft shoe or slipper without quarters or heel. 
So stop uh, sending the dog or your wife for these slippers. And in fact, send them for your paboosh. Sometimes we know them as plimsolls, but there is a difference. But you could actually call... If you were in... Uh, if you were in the East and you asked for a paboosh, you may get a school plimsoll. Because I used to call them pumps in school. We weren't called plimsolls. Yeah, where did you go to school? New Jersey? No, in the North, didn't I? Uh, very difficult to buy one shoe. A lot of my research I did in Dublin Airport while I was waiting for my flight, very hard to buy a single shoe. Yeah. Now, you're going to be in a scenario, potentially, where you have one leg. Where do you go? There are a few websites, but not many. All uh, right. They will class you as disabled, obviously, if you've got one leg. I'd uh, like to think so. You can go to amputee-coalition.org, and they do a shoe exchange. Right. But it means largely you've got to wear, like, the one shoe. It's going to be a second-hand shoe. Yeah. And also, you've got to remember that you've got to make sure that the person who's getting off you, if you're left-footed, is a right-footed person. Yeah. I'm afraid, yeah. Please help. We uh, are struggling for left shoe supplies. Yeah. Please donate now. Uh, newlifecharity.co.uk if you're in England uh, helps children get shoe because you don't want to buy the pair do you? Yeah, well, what's the point? You don't want to buy the pair Derek the Slipper Man fan holds the Guinness World Record for wearing a pair of dress slippers for the longest 23 years You know what? It annoys me when people like that get into the Guinness Book of World Records for basically being dirty and lazy I've been wearing my skin for nearly 37 years Strictly speaking you haven't if you want to get down to the science of it Shut your paboosh. Anyway. <laughs> um, you are more likely to get a slippering on the buttocks yeah. than you are the hands. Did you ever get slippered when you were a kid? No. Uh, for any millennials listening, uh, hello, or yeah, that gap was the word for hello that hasn't been invented yet because the millennials the do The kids that. are down with it. Um, if you're not familiar with slippering, right, uh, corporal punishment in schools outlawed in 1987. Uh, you could get disciplined by your teacher. They were allowed to hit you with a belt, a birch, the cane, the paddle, or even a tors, which is a bespoke leather strap. Uh, usually with holes in to let the wind throw through so yeah. it hits hard. If you got hit with a cat nine tails you Ooh. were very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably think, went to school yeah. in the 1700s. I think you are drafted into the army by mistake. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Next time you're abroad or you fancy uh, being a bit more continental when you're at home, mm. make sure you get your pipe and paboosh. I do like that word. Next word for me, I didn't get far down the alphabet. I stopped at PA, basically. So the next word is also <laughs> paracrostic. Uh, paracrostic just simply means it's a poem, basically. It's a type oh. of poem. It's a poem in which the initial letters of each line read down the page, reproduce the first line that you used in the poem. Wow, I love that. Have you got an example for I, me? I wrote one for us. Okay, let uh, me... Uh, oh, oh, no, you want to read it? I'll read it. I oh, want to read it, all right? Okay. So here's a poem I've written for us about this show. Oh, the fictionary has its flaws, though can you say, hast you not yours? Everybody simply has this mark or perhaps defect, hidden away upon themselves, it's hard for you to correct. Can you sit there kind and true, tell me that you are immaculate too, or perhaps it's best, nay, say no word, and preserve your dignity rather than sit in peace. I ruined that. So give me this word again. This is this is a like crazy little thing. You see, so you, you come up with a line, you come up with a sentence structure yeah. that goes horizontal, and then you go vertical, and the poem must match up with yeah. each letter. So if it was the word hello was your first line, yeah. the four lines underneath has to start with an E, L, L, and an O. He elevated Lucinda's luscious ovaries. That's very deep. <laughs> more of a haiku, I think, more than actually anything else. Well, yeah, the word is paracrostic. Paracrostic. Go and check it out. Time for this week's random game on the dictionary. You knew it was coming. This is Podbusters. So here we go. Um, Paul Gannon, I've got five for you. All right. 
In the spirit of our, the late Bob Holness, I'll have a P, please, Bob. Uh, here we go. Five P's. So which letter would you like? P, please, Bob. Right. Which P means to spoil a photograph by unexpectedly appearing in the camera's field of view as the picture is taken? I believe that's photo bombing, Bob. Thank you. Is correct. What letter would you like? Uh, can I have a P, please, Bob? Uh, which P means to bring gifts from their destination to people back home? Oh, from the Filipino language, but it went into the dictionary last year. Oh, um, purchase. Uh. And it's incorrect. Pasa lubong. Oh, of course. Which I think means pass me the bong. It does sound very much like a, a thing. Yeah, to bring gifts from their destination to people back home. Like I brought my granddad some barmbrack from Dublin. Pasa lubongs from Filipino. What letter would you like, please? Um, I'm going to go with the P this time. Which P means a person who embellished their sexual escapades to sound cooler. Is it Paul Gannon? Close. But not the correct answer. Oh, damn it. You're not going to get to the ready money round. Uh, <laughs> you were looking the for... The gold one, you fool. Yeah, Pornocchio. Porn- I love that word. <laughs> I love that word. Your nose grows. Yeah. Uh, what letter would you like? Um, oh, I have a P, please, Bob. Which P means to drive in between lanes on a dual carriage or motorway? Pisshead. Is also incorrect. It's called Pac-Manning. Is it? Because you are gobbling up the uh, I, The, the little white lines, yeah. Yeah. This is the final one. I mean, you've got all the letters in the alphabet. Uh, yeah. Which would you like? Uh, I'll, I may as well just try again with P. Which P means the silver foil back inside a box of wine? I don't know, the panachette. Added to the dictionary last year, the papsack. Oh, stupid new words. So there you go. One out of five on Podbusters. Da, 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 da. Time for the results. This week's word workout is an eight-letter word just to help you out. Yeah. 30 seconds to correctly identify it. It's a nautical term. I actually think I know this one. The anagram is Pope Doc. Your 30 seconds start now. So because I think I know this one, I'm just going to relax and just basically say, how are you? Are you all right, listener? You're going to play it out. Look yeah, at you, Ropadope, the hey. Muhammad Ali of anagrams. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. I know we very much enjoy your time with us for these 20-so minutes. 20 seconds. So um, I just want to put it out there and just say I personally love you. I love the fact that you listen to us. I love the fact you're learning. Um, He's so confident. I found a great picture of some golden girls' candles, if you're interested. I am actually very interested. Oh. Isn't that great? Yeah. Right. Thank, thank you for being a candle. It's up. Your anagram of a nautical term, eight letters, Pope Doc Paul Gannon is... I'm going to go ahead and say poop deck. Is the correct answer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Boom. Do a little dance. Make oh. a little love, not with me. Get down tonight. I can finally go back to bed with my girlfriend tonight. She'll and, let me in. And you win a prize crow. <laughs> Poop deck is a deck that forms the roof of a cabin built in the rear or aft, part of the superstructure of a ship. It originates from the French word for stern. Ooh. Now, I'm I'm joining the dots here. Yeah. Stern. Yeah. Backside. Uh-huh. Poop. Deck. Poo. Yeah. It's all the same. This must be where it comes from. The French word for stern, la poupe. Does that also mean in France, the rock jock DJ Howard Stern is called Howard Howard la poupe? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Pope Doc, an anagram of poop deck. And that will do it for this week's dictionary this week. It's been uh, particularly pleasant, Paul Gannon. I would uh, go so far as to say it has been pernickety. And I thought this show was preposterous. And some might say it has been pisang panas. It is not a fragrance. <laughs> Pisang panas. Yeah. It's Malaysian for banana fritters. Of course it is. Pisang zapra was an internet sensation for about five minutes, as people claimed it was the Malaysian word for the time needed to eat a banana. 
Uh, but all Malaysian people have gone, it's rubbish, stop making stuff up. So the closest I could get was Pasang Panas, Malaysian for banana fritters. Stop banana time. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, come and give us some ratings. We've got the iTunes, we've got the audio boom. Um, we do a t-shirt as well. If you rate us on iTunes, you might win yourself a t-shirt for absolutely free if you live in the UK. And until next time, where we tackle the dreadful letter Q. Oh. Have a lovely week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.